15 minutes of the new thing and then 45 minutes of the old thing. And then ultimately getting it shorter and shorter till it's maybe 45 minutes of the new thing, 15 minutes of the old thing, and then the full hour is used on the new thing and not the old thing. Before we get into it, I want to introduce you to Groundbreaker, today's sponsor and partner. They are an all-in-one suite of tools for small to medium-sized real estate syndicators. They've got a special focus on real estate syndicators with 1 million to 100 million assets under management. They help you increase productivity and investor satisfaction by automating fundraising, reporting, and investor relations through elegant and powerful workflows built by syndicators for syndicators. Groundbreaker will help you scale your business without the need to scale your overhead. So they're going to help reduce your costs because of the admin team that won't need to be as large. And they're going to help you reduce your risk of data breach because of the security systems that they have in place. They'll help you increase your revenue by growing your assets under management because you're going to be allowed to focus on the things that are most important, like business growth and operations, not those administrative logistics. And ultimately, they're going to help you elevate your company's brand and professionalism and investor experience because your investors are going to enjoy having this platform with all their information versus however you're currently doing it. Three things specifically about Groundbreaker I personally like. One, super easy to use from an investor standpoint and from a general partner standpoint. Two, it allows investors and general partners to fund electronically, meaning that a limited partner can complete their entire subscription and funding cycle without leaving the platform. And on the general partnership side, for distributions, you can set it up so that you can trigger bulk ACH payments within the platform. And then the last thing I really like about Groundbreaker is it's, well, it's cost effective. It's healthy to the bottom line. Their basic plan allows sponsors to sign up for as little as $100 per month with no limits on deals or investors. And you can read all about the pricing on their website. Speaking of their website, it is groundbreaker.co forward slash Joe, J-O-E. And when you go there, groundbreaker.co forward slash J-O-E you're going to get access to a pitch deck that the Groundbreaker team created so that you have a template should you want to use that and customize it for your own deal. So go to groundbreaker.co forward slash Joe. Quick disclaimer, the views and opinions expressed in this podcast are provided for informational purposes only and should not be construed as an offer to buy or sell any securities or to make or consider any investment or course of action. For more information, go to bestevershow.com. Best ever listeners, today's guest is being interviewed by Theo Hicks. You know Theo, he's with us every Friday on Follow Along Friday. You're going to get a lot of value from this conversation. So with that being said, let's get going. Hello, best ever listeners, and welcome to another edition of the Actively Passive Investing Show. I am Theo Hicks, and as always, Travis Watts. Travis, how are you doing today? Theo, doing great. Happy New Year. Happy holidays. Yeah, happy New Year to you as well. I think this will air either a couple days before New Year's or after New Year's. But regardless, the theme of today's episode is going to be the New Year's. And so it's a tradition for most people to set New Year's resolutions. So since this is the actively passive investing show, and something we focus on here a lot for passive investors is the idea of time freedom. Travis and I thought it would be a good idea to do something similar to what we did a few months ago in the episode where we went through a list of questions from Tim Ferriss's book, Tribe of Mentors. And Travis and I kind of alternated and answered those questions ourselves. 
Today, we created a list of time freedom themed questions for 2021. So in a sense, like a list of maybe New Year's resolutions, but the purpose of having more time freedom. So Travis, I know you want to talk a little bit more about time freedom and our show before we jump into answering these questions. Sure. I just thought this would be a really good way to close out the year to the theme of our actively passive show. The show is obviously for active and passive investors. And I thought we all kind of want to get to this point in our lives sooner or later where we're hands off and we have this time freedom. We have the ability to retire, spend time with family, travel, whatever it is we're passionate about. So I thought maybe these 10 questions can give our listeners a few things to think about if you're going to set some New Year's resolution goals instead of just saying, I'm going to work out for 20 minutes a day all year long and all the traditional stuff, I'm going to lose 30 pounds. Maybe it's something to think about now. How are you going to start creating this time freedom in your life? And I'll be brief with this story. I know I've shared this before on our show, but it's just such an impactful story. The story of the nurse, Bronnie Ware, 2009, working in a, a terminally ill patient care unit, kind of like a hospice, folks living out their final days in life. And Bronnie surveying basically her patients, just being friendly and talking. And she came across a lot of folks who would tell her essentially their life regrets. I wish I would have done this and I wish I hadn't have done that. And she decided that that was impactful. So she made a huge blog out of this, The Top Regrets of the Dying, that later became a book. Now she's a speaker, on and on. But the thing I want to point out about that story is that the top two regrets are, I never pursued my dreams and aspirations, and I didn't spend enough time with my friends and family. So knowing those are top of mind to folks at the end of life, as we know it, I just felt time freedom makes a lot of sense to talk about. And maybe instead of thinking about how you're going to get there, what you're going to do with your time when you're 60, 70, 80, 90, maybe we start thinking about it now. We start planning for that. And hopefully we can get there a whole lot sooner and not have these same regrets. So that's the backstory behind the 10 questions. And that's really why I pieced it together that way. Perfect. Well, let's jump into these questions. So I think last time I went first and you went second. So let's reverse the order this time. I'm going to ask you the question first, and then you can ask me the question second. So best of listeners who are listening, maybe keep out a pen and pencil or on your computer, on your phone, and you can type up these 10 questions as well and answer them to see. I enjoyed this exercise. It helped me reflect on this year and then also helped me come up with some things I can start doing in the next year. So I think it'd be helpful to you listening to do the same thing. So first question is, what time waster are you willing to let go of in 2021? This is a great question because to the point of time freedom, right? We want to free up our time. We don't want to squander our time And life is so short as we all know. So for me, gosh, I could probably think of 20 different things here that are potential time wasters. The one I thought of though, I'm such a big advocate for self-education and reading books and things like this and just self-learning. However, there is a caveat to that that I've spoke about before. And that's, I went way too hard, too fast hardcore in in 2015, where I just read a ton of books. And it was almost analysis paralysis. Your brain can't do all of that. So you need to really be choosy with what you're going to read and what you're going to study and what mentors you're going to put in your life and what information you're going to tune into. To that point, 
I am grateful that I am invited to so many different Facebook real estate groups and LinkedIn groups and real estate meetup groups. And I'm in more groups than I even know about. (laughs) And that becomes a problem because you start spreading yourself too thin. We've got our podcast. I speak with investors. I do a lot of things actively and, and trying to keep up with all these different groups online is just something I really need to cut back on. I need to find the one or two groups that I have the biggest impact on to help people and just focus my time there and not try to be in 30 or 40 different real estate meetup groups. So for me, it's really going through that in early 2021 and just cutting back on, unfortunately, being part of too many things. Yeah, you said you're grateful for that being a problem. I wish mine was, I'm reading too much and I'm doing too much real estate stuff. Mine's a little bit different. So for me, I was reflecting on 2020 and I would say that on the positive side for me, I have cut out a lot of time wasters. I think I mentioned this before, but I used to play video games all the time. I'd watch TV shows until two, three in the morning. And then kind of similar to maybe what you were talking about with reading the books, I used to consume educational content on YouTube. But then you go down the YouTube rabbit hole where you're video after video after video and you're spending hours and hours doing it. And that point is kind of just, you're hearing the same information over and over again. And are you really applying it to your life? So I have been able to minimize most of those in 2020. The other big one I think that saves a lot of time is social media because you get through that same kind of rabbit hole idea. And everyone knows that you scroll and you scroll and you scroll and you can't stop. In 2021, the one thing I want to eliminate for good would be going on Amazon Prime and watching TV shows and movies. I got to minimize it because again, I stay pretty late watching them. I minimize it to the point now where it's manageable, but I would like to eliminate that entirely in 2021. Yep, I'm with you, man. I've subscribed to YouTube Premium and Amazon Prime, and sometimes that's a bad thing. <laughs> it sucks exactly. all this free content, and it's like, should I even be paying attention to this content? <laughs> exactly. That's a great one. Question number two, Travis. If you had one more hour during the day, what would you do with it? Wow, that's another tough one, because again, I could have 10 answers to that. But ultimately, I think what I would do is I would read more. And I know that that maybe sounds hypocritical to my last answer, but if you're being very choosy with what you're reading and it really has a direct purpose, I would love to squeeze in one additional hour per day. Unfortunately, that usually gets put to the back burner. And then of course things come up and dinner and a call and then you're in bed. (laughs) So for me, it's reading. Yeah. For me, I would want to work out for that hour. So if my hour is 25 hours a day and I had an extra hour at like noon, let's say, instead of going from noon to one, it went from noon to 13 or something. And then the one I would work out during that hour because that's something that's really difficult to squeeze in every day. And there's some other questions we have later on that also hit on this, but I like this question because it's okay. The first question was, what's one time waste I want to get rid of? And so if that one thing you're doing is taking up an hour of your time per day, then question number two can be what you use to fill that slot. And so maybe at first it could be 15 minutes of the new thing and then 45 minutes of the old thing. And then ultimately getting it shorter and shorter till it's maybe 45 minutes of the new thing, 15 minutes of the old thing, and then the full hour is used on the new thing and not the old thing. Okay, question number three. This is a fun one. (laughs) What have you been procrastinating on that you would like to complete in 2021? You know... Really, I'm not that big of a procrastinator, thank goodness. It's never been part of my life. But that being said, of course, everybody procrastinates on something. And I guess playing off of your last answer, for me, I guess that is the gym. I'm way more into, I guess, working out 
my mind <laughs> than working out my body, which isn't always a great thing, you know? So I let something suffer to enhance something else. And we've talked about this before, I think on the celery juice episode, you were talking so much more about the physical workouts. And I was talking about just doing like a one diet change, <laughs> but still leaving out the physical part. So for me, that's the gym, I guess. If I procrastinate anything, it's that. So one thing that I'm trying to do on this note, and I came with this a, a few weeks ago, because my wife will always ask me to do these menial tasks around the house. And I always say, I'll do it tomorrow. I'll do it this weekend. And ever gets done. And the stack of empty Amazon boxes gets higher and higher in the front room and the garage is still dirty. And so one thing that I've tried to do within reason, obviously, is to whenever she tells me to do something, I just do it. I drop everything I'm doing and just do it in that moment. Because if I don't, I'll procrastinate. I won't do it. And one example of this would be our garage. So we've got a bunch of big boxes in our garage and old furniture in our garage and cobwebs, mud and dirt in our garage. And it seems like it might be something super simple, but whenever I go in there to drive anywhere, I, I see it and I think about it and it stresses me out and I feel guilty about it. And I know one person that some people that listen to the show might, might've heard it before. I know Joe went and saw him speak, which is Jordan Peterson. Mm-hmm. And one of his rules is clean your room. <laughs> it's like a very simple thing. And the whole concept is that your external environment is a reflection of your internal environment. And so if your office and your room is a mess, then your mind is probably also a complete mess. So if you start by cleaning your room, you can reduce that anxiety and stress that comes from just stuff being scattered everywhere. So I get that from the garage big time, but then on a larger scale, boxes or other things that need to be picked up from the store, things that I know I procrastinate on all the time, just doing them immediately or saying, I'll do them by the end of the day. I've been doing this for a few weeks and it definitely helps. I don't think about all the stuff I haven't done as much. That's a great one. Love it. Okay. Number four, what is your favorite thing to do and how can you make more time to do it? So I've talked about this a ton, but my wife and I, we love to travel. And unfortunately, 2020 COVID and it is what it is. We like international travel, but haven't been able to do a whole lot of that. We snuck in Belize earlier this year, so we're grateful for that. But the whole reason, well, shouldn't say the whole reason, a big reason why I chose a passive approach to real estate eventually is because of this, because I didn't like having so much active real estate that held me down to a particular area, geographic location. I always had to attend a closing or turn a unit or deal with something. So that's kind of how we have made more time to travel is by investing in real estate, private placements and things like that. Additionally, even though it's an older book, I love Tim Ferriss's four-hour work week because it gives you a lot of great ideas on how to automate your life in a very digital way. So I utilize things like the Calendly link and Zoom calls and things like this to speak with investors or anyone wanting to reach out. And you can do that from anywhere. I love that. And in some ways, 2020 has been a blessing in that sense that we've all been forced to work from home and haven't had these old school face-to-face events to attend. And it's helped me get more creative on my outreach with people. So again, we could be traveling and everything's done digitally in my world. So yeah, that's what I love. And that's how we do it. Perfect. Mine's pretty simple. My favorite thing to do right now is read and how to make more time to do it. Some of my ideas was one, waking up a little bit earlier in the morning, which is something I talk about in the next question when we talk about morning routines. But the other one, and I'm pretty sure I said this before, but reading is something that I enjoy doing while I'm doing it. But then when I think about doing it sometimes, I'm just like, oh, I'll do it tomorrow. I'll, I'll put it off again, going back to procrastination. And 
or I didn't finish my reading for the day and it's 10 o'clock at night and I'm tired. I'll just go to bed and stack it to tomorrow. And next thing you know, in a week, I've got all this reading I need to do. So one thing that's helped me was to recognize some of those time wasters I used to do late into the night and then tell myself, okay, well, if I could do that, which was really no positive benefit whatsoever past the immediate gratification, as opposed to doing this thing that I enjoy doing and that does have a positive impact further than the immediate moment, then I can do that. I can stay as late as I need to, to get that done because it gives away all this time staying up till three in the morning, doing something that was completely meaningless. And so the what is reading, the how is waking up earlier and then reminding myself all the time, all those late nights I spent doing things that were completely useless. Perfect. Okay. Number five, I'm looking forward to hearing your answer to this one. So how can you redesign your mornings or best morning routine ideas for 2021? Playing off of your last response there, waking up earlier is so underestimated how much you can accomplish. It really doesn't matter, in my opinion, what you do with the time as long as that's productive. You might meditate, you might do your emails, you might work out, it might give you just extra time to make a healthier meal instead of running out the door and grabbing something on the go or whatever it is you do. I think that's key. Now, when I say wake up earlier, There's extreme cases of this. Dwayne Johnson, the rock, he wakes up at three in the morning or something to get all this stuff done. I don't know about that. If your body can handle that, I guess, consistently, maybe. But for me, I look at when do I have to wake up? If I have a call at 9 a.m., well, I have to be up at the very latest at 8.30, but I don't like to push it because then I'm running around, I'm trying to get stuff done, and I'm frantic when I'm on the call. So I'll set my alarm for 7 And then that gives me plenty of time to wake up, to stretch, to check emails, to make sure I'm up with the news and what's happening. And that's the approach I like is not to feel rushed. So generally speaking, wake up early. Yeah, I have the same answer, actually. Uh, Attempting to slowly not make a dramatic waking up at seven then waking up at three o'clock, but slowly pushing it back. One thing that, that helps me is Whenever you're forced to get up early for, say, uh, you know, you're traveling, right? You've got a 7 a.m. flight. You get up at 4.30 in the morning to get to the airport at 5, you're there on time. And then think about how you're doing all this stuff that you usually don't do. I'm going through the time change. I'm constantly talking to people all day long when I'm usually in my office, just writing or whatever. And then obviously I get tired, but then night comes and I go to bed at 10 o'clock or whatever. Like I usually go to bed. And I survived. I didn't die. I didn't hurt anyone. (laughs) Nothing bad happened. And I was totally fine. And so as you mentioned, maybe that early is not sustainable. But if you can see that it's possible to do, then when you wake up and your alarm goes off at 6 a.m. and you want to hit that snooze button for another 15 minutes or half an hour, try to bring up something that time in your past where everything ended up fine. You might be a little tired. Have a coffee. It'll be okay. So that's one thing to help maybe wake up early. And then two things I do in the morning to make sure I get my morning routine done is number one, I try not to open my email at all until I've got my routine done because you get sucked in (laughs) to that. I guess anything that could potentially suck you in and take away time from completing that routine, I try to do. Another thing too, is that once I am done with my entire routine, the first thing I do is I open my email and then I set my agenda for the day. So I say, okay, here are all the tasks I need to complete by the end of the day. And so those are some of my best morning routine ideas. Number six, how can you add 15 minutes of gratitude to each day? So this is kind of derived from Tony Robbins. We've talked a lot about Tony Robbins and my wife and I have attended a lot of his seminars, programs, audio books, all that kind of stuff. But the simple thing, if you take nothing else from any work he's ever done, 
it's probably the most impactful. And for anyone that knows what I'm talking about, when you go to a, a Tony Robbins event, he walks you through a 15 minute gratitude exercise. And what's interesting is he starts by saying, think of something that bothers you or upsets you or a problem in your life or something that you feel is bringing you down or, or angers you. So you start that way. And to your point of flipping out of bed, opening up the news and reading a bunch of negativity, same concept, right? All of a sudden your mind starts going, what the hell's going on? So this gratitude exercise puts you in a different mindset. First thing in the morning is what I found is best. And you start to get perspective. You start to realize what's really important. Like we talked about Bronnie Ware and life in general. And it's almost like you're looking down from a bird's eye perspective. So What's most important is love and connection and family and that you're healthy and happy. And we live in a, a modern world today. We have all these conveniences. So you start getting in this mindset of being grateful for what you have. Then you can transition throughout the day into the news and the negativity. And surprisingly, it just diminishes the magnitude of that negativity. And that to me is the biggest thing right there and why I still do this every day. So really, that's kind of why, and that's how is simple. You can write it down. You can just think about it. You can meditate on it. You can get Tony Robbins to walk you through it, whatever works for you. But it's just putting yourself in a mindset of the greater perspective, basically. Yeah. And then for me, just to add to that, as you said, you find it best to do it in the morning. Again, this is something that I'm really bad at this. For so many of the things that I'm really bad at. So this is one of them. And one of the things that I struggle with in a sense is that I'll do it in the morning and the goal would be to set the foundation so that you filter everything that you see throughout the day through that perspective to kind of remind yourself every morning. Then I forget right away. <laughs> I'm in the world and I completely forget. So one thing that I try to do that's helpful for me is express gratitude, however you want to do that. Obviously at night, but then also whatever I'm transitioning from one activity to another. And so you know, in the morning, you sit down in your office, you open up a book. And you're grateful for the fact that you have the book and that there's paper that can be printed on. And back in the day, they had to hand write everything and it's impossible to get a book. People couldn't even read. And then once I'm done with that, you get up and you make your coffee and be grateful for the coffee and the people who picked the beans and ground the coffee for me and transported it over to America and then put it in the bag. And then I got to go to the coffee shop and have my card there to pick it up. So just doing that. And of course, I forget all the time, right? I probably do it like maybe two or three times a day, but... Over time, just like anything, you kind of gradually pick up momentum. You begin to remember it more and more and more until the goal would be your entire day you're doing this. At least that's my goal. And then making sure that in the beginning, if you do want to attempt to do this and you only do it once per day, at the end of the day, don't beat yourself up and feel bad and be mad at yourself because you weren't grateful for every transition that you did throughout the day because that's not going to happen. It might be zero times. But I think the foundations you mentioned in the beginning of the day is great. And then I added the end and then many times in the middle as possible. Yep. Love it. Okay. Number seven, how can you redesign your evenings to bring more rest to your night? So on the flip side of the morning routines, evening routines, so that you get rest. I'll give a real short one to this. I know we're running out of time here, but simply put to me anyway, it's about unwinding your mind. The worst thing I could do to reverse engineer this is to read a financial book or to start working on my personal finance stuff because then my mind gets going. I could do this and what about that? And, blah, 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 and then I can't sleep. So it's like no phone, no internet, no computer, 30 minutes at least before bed, ideally longer, setting an alarm early so I don't have to think about it last minute and just unwinding, relaxing, possibly meditating. I do that sometimes. 
and not engaging in anything that's going to make my mind start running. And really, that's it. Yep, I cannot agree more with that last part. I'll unwind with something that's not very demanding. It's going to make me laying in bed, staring at the ceiling, thinking. It has to be fiction. It can still be nonfiction, but maybe more like biographical, but not very, very engaging. And then something else too, smaller meals at dinner. So not completely stuffing my face until I'm stomach hurts and I'm laying in bed sick <laughs> feeling. Like, you know, everyone knows that feeling. So smaller deals at dinner so that I'm not feeling bad in bed. So we've got a few more minutes. So we've got three questions left. If it's okay with you, I'd like to skip to the last one and talk about how can you give back more in 2021? And then if you have more time, maybe we can go back to question number nine about what we would do with more passive income. So how can you give back more in 2021? That's a great question. And I've always thought of this kind of thing. Anytime I've ever heard the words give back as a child and growing up, I always thought about money. How are you going to give? Where do you donate money? All these things. And really, it doesn't have to be about that. And actually, it was Joe Fairless that kind of opened my mind even more to this concept that you have to have enough of something, kind of an overflow of something to be able to adequately give back that same thing. So if you have a lot of money, you, you have money to give back. If you don't have any money, you can't give money. For me, it's time. So I was able to free up a bunch of time through the types of investing I do and a change of lifestyle and, and work that I choose to work on. And now that I have that abundance of time, I give back my time. I do that weekly. I do that daily to people, mostly through my calendar link where I set up 15 minute calls with both investors and just anybody in the real estate space that wants to connect. And I give that back. So to me, I will continue that. I've done it all year this year and for the last several years and 2021, same focus. That's a great point. Cause you got to think about this. This is one reason why we stress, at least on the active side. I know Travis does this as well. The concept of having a thought leadership platform, obviously benefits a person that has a thought leadership platform, but at the same time, Travis is writing these blog posts of all this knowledge that he's gained over at least the past five years since he started investing. All the different mistakes that he made, all the lessons that he learned. And then he writes that up in a blog post and then gives the information away for free. On our blog, we've got, I don't even know how many blog posts we have now. I mean, hundreds of blog posts about actively investing, about passively investing, about lifestyle, you name it, anything related to business or real estate. So I try to focus on the podcast and you bring people, you're helping them and their business, getting their name out there. Obviously there's financial things that I do as well, but to keep on the concept of time freedom, doing this podcast and helping people have more time. And one thing that Joe talks about I'm not sure if he still has on the website or not. I think he does. But if you read his bio, it talks about what his mission is, what his vision is, and why he does what he does. And he does active syndications so that people can passively invest. They can achieve financial freedom. They can achieve time freedom so that they have more time to spend on things. And when they have more time to spend on things, they'll ultimately do more good until there'll be more good done in the world as a result of him helping people achieve those goals. I always thought that was very interesting. And applying that to what you're doing. So if you're not giving away tens of thousands of dollars every single year, or every single day or whatever, that's okay. As long as you're focused on the time. And so it's kind of balancing both of those. Yep. Couldn't agree more. I'm going to quickly at the end here, go through these questions and a list so that people listening can write them down and then we'll wrap up. So number one was what time waster are you willing to let go of? And number two is if you had one more hour during the day, what would you do with it? Three, what have you been procrastinating on? that you would like to complete? Four, what is your favorite thing to do and how can you make more time to do it? Five, how can you redesign your mornings? Six, how can you add 15 minutes of gratitude to each day? 
Seven, how can you redesign your evenings to bring more rest to your nights? Eight, which is one we skipped, do you set goals and how? Nine, which we skipped, if you had $20,000 in passive income a month, what is one thing you would do? And then the last one, number 10, is how can you give back more in 2021? So Travis, anything else you want to leave us with before we wrap up? No, but I really do encourage everybody listening to write those down and to make note of them and really start planning and thinking through. I'm big into envisioning your future. So the ones that we skip, like the 20000 a month, that exercise is just to get your mind thinking in that direction so that you can set your goals so that you can reverse engineer and get there. Perfect. All right, Travis, well, thanks again for joining us today. Best of your listeners, as always, thank you for listening. Have a best ever day and we'll talk to you tomorrow. Happy holidays. Happy New Year. Thanks for tuning in. Groundbreaker helps you increase productivity and investor satisfaction by automating fundraising, reporting, and investor relations through elegant and powerful workflows built by syndicators for syndicators. Go to groundbreaker.co forward slash Joe. That's groundbreaker.co forward slash Joe to get a free deal pitch deck template. Are you looking to earn passive income through turnkey rental properties? If so, then go check out hipsterinvestments.com. Allie Boone's the founder of Hipster Investments. It's a aesthetically pleasing website, and you'll know what I mean when you go check it out. I just love the color palette. In addition to that, though, Allie has some wonderful content on both passive investing through turnkey rental properties as well as how to design your life. Go to hipsterinvestments.com.